When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Boston Loose Baseball. What's up, guys? It's GP. No Danny today. He should be back in the saddle with me very, very soon. But I'm excited to tell you we've got a big show today. I've got the latest from the Nats at the big league level, who's hot and who's not. Some observations from the last several days. Plus, we'll dabble down to the minor leagues and talk about the start of the minor league season. Take a look at how some of the Nats' top prospects are faring. Speaking of those top prospects, Cole Henry is back on the show to give us an update on his incredible recovery. That's all coming up right now on Bustin' Loose Baseball. This is Bustin' Loose Baseball with Grant and Danny. Interviews, analytics, and analysis on everything baseball in the nation's capital. Bustin' Loose Baseball, I am recording on Wednesday ahead of a matinee at the Big A out in Anaheim. By the way, one of the more underrated ballparks, in my opinion, in the country. Really thoroughly enjoyed my trips out there in the past. I've been to all but maybe four or five of the ballparks, and that's definitely in the top 10 to 12 if I kind of ranked them at some point uh, in the sport. So neat trip for the Nationals as they're getting to play Mike Trout, who they've kept quiet so far. I'm sure I jinxed that going into the finale. And Shohei Otani, although Otani just shoved on them. One hit, seven innings last night. Uh, luckily for the Nationals, they got some base runners as he has been walking batters early this season, but they could not hit Otani. The Nats, 4-8 and eight as we talk right now. Four games off the pace of the Atlanta Braves in the division. They have been outscored by 17 runs. They'd won three out of four prior to the Otani matchup last night. So over 500 in their last five, certainly playing a little better baseball and hitting the ball more since they got out to Colorado and woke up the bats. I figured we could start the show with a little who's hot and who's not for the Nationals early this season as they have played 12 games. A uh, couple of things that I've really liked. I think you got to start with Victor Robles, who's hitting 389 with a 920 OPS. A lot has been made about his two strike approach, and understandably so. He looks like a different guy. With two strikes. He's doing pretty much anything he can, uh, widening the, the stance and and choking up on the bat and, and just kind of flicking his wrists and trying to have the smallest swing possible to just make contact and avoid strikeouts. And he is garnering results to this point. Through 36 at-bats, he has struck out just four times. One of those was in a three-pitch sequence last night against Otani. But he's got more walks than strikeouts. You know, that's Juan Soto-ish. Like, he does not do that. That's not who he's been. Last year, as an example, he had 33 walks to 104 strikeouts. You know, there were times in his career where he had 60 walks and 140 Ks. Uh, I know that he's going to strike out more than he walks this year. That goes without saying. And it's going to be probably by a substantial amount. But just to see the approach early this season, putting the ball in play for Victor Robles, I have been very, very impressed. You know, we've read the story a million times 
and whether it's the Post or whatever other publication about how Victor Robles has uh, had a great offseason and he's changed his swing and uh, he went through this tweak and now he's going to play better, right? We've done that four or five straight springs. Well, it, it looks like this time around, at least so far, there's some legitimacy to some of that. You know, his expected batting average based on how hard you're hitting the ball and you know, launch angle and some different metrics. His 82nd percentile. He's 96th percentile in the sport and strikeout percentage right now. He is spitting on pitches and taking walks. I mean, he's 64th percentile in walks and uh, 59th percentile in chase rate. He's 77th percentile in whiff percentage at this point. He's fast, right? He can run. He's a good defensive player. He's a 67th percentile runner in terms of speed. The metrics defensively this year in center field aren't very good. And I'm not sure if that's based on losing some of the balls in the sun or not getting some of the jumps early this season that he typically does. His outfield jump percentage, you know, is is 21st percentile. Outs above average is 37th. So he's been graded out pretty poorly defensively so far this year, even though A, we know he's a really good defensive center fielder, and B, I would disagree with those metrics a little bit. Those are still, to me, some of the defensive numbers, not quite gospel. Um, So I'm I'm curious to see uh, how the the metrics change defensively for him as the year goes on. But the Nats, you know, despite their 1-5 in homestand to start the season, have a chance, as I talked to you today, at a winning road trip here to get to 4-3 and three against the Angels before they come home and, and take on the Guardians, which would be a big, big deal. And Robles has been a factor in that. He's been really, really good in the early going of the season for them, not only making contact, but also putting the ball in play. Uh, Elsewhere, as far as who's hot for the Nationals and who's performing at a high level, I like what I've seen from Alex Call. Uh, He drew a a leadoff walk. He's been really good at getting on base at the top of the order. He's got nine walks this season. Nine. Uh, That's twice as many, just about, as anyone else on the team. Robles, Ruiz, Dominic Smith all have five, and and those guys have been good in that area, meaning Call's been exceptional. Uh, Two more walks than strikeouts. Hitting just 265, he's cooled off a little bit, but the OPS is still up near 800. He's got seven runs batted in, which is you know a a team high among the regulars. Um, This is a guy who, you know, on a first division team, wouldn't be getting a chance to play much, right? He's 28 years old. He's bounced around a little bit, but after his major league time in Cleveland, who he's going to get a chance for some revenge games against here coming up. Played 12 games with them last year. Went to Washington. Finished with 35 games and showed okay. You know, he had a 770 OPS. He homered five times and right around 100 at-bats. You know, that that extrapolates out to, you know, a mid-20s home run pace over a full season. I think the Nats like the fact that he can play multiple outfield positions. He can run a little bit. So I was a believer in Cole as a bench bat. But when he showed up in the spring and we started to see him perform a little bit, you thought maybe he's going to play more than just every now and then, right, as, as a bench role. And certainly at this moment, your best lineup involves him getting on base near the top. Uh, You have to like what you've seen from Lane Thomas so far. He was the organizational player of the year last year. Uh, That speaks more to uh, where the organization's at. It's pretty unacceptable, frankly, uh, that you put out a tweet at the end of the season congratulating your pitcher of the year, Erasmo Ramirez, and your hitter of the year, Lane Thomas. I'll just never forget that post as being kind of the low point of Nationals baseball fandom for me. Uh, Having said that, I don't want to knock Lane. I mean, the, the guy, like Alex Call, I think, 
you know, on a on a first division, which is to say like a championship level team. Uh, he would be your distant third best outfielder if he's a starter and probably just a, a super utility option who you can plug and play all over the outfield and, and move around the field as you see fit. But I'll tell you what, uh, so far this season, he's 15 for 47 at the plate. He's hitting 319. He's yet to homer, but he's driven in five runs. Um, he's striking out a little bit, but he has drawn four walks. Another guy that I would say is just off to the type of start, and maybe he benefited from Coors Field, where offensively they got out of the rut basically because a couple of guys like Lane Thomas helped them to. Um, the, the one area where he grades out pretty well in baseball right now is max exit velocity. You know, his best has been good enough for 71st percentile exit velo this season, which I didn't really see coming. Uh, He is striking out at a rate that's below average, even though he has 11 Ks. He's still 54th percentile there. It's a lot of at-bats. He's not swinging and missing a lot, 63rd percentile. And he is a 97th percentile runner based on foot speed that's been clocked so far this season. So he grades out better than Robles better than just about anybody else on the club to this point. Uh, More importantly, let's get to the kids. C.J. Abrams has been, while inconsistent, able to flash enough that I've been excited by what he's done this week. Uh, We saw him get the only hit against the Angels on Tuesday night, had the double down the line at 100 miles an hour. So he's now got a base hit in in back-to-back games. He obviously drove in a pair against the Angels in the first game of the series. Uh, Look, More often than last year, and at this point last year, he was obviously a rookie in his infancy with the Padres. He wasn't even really a gleam in our eye, but he is getting multi-hit games strung together. Like That, to me, is what I want to see. In a span of four games, he had three two or more hit games. Uh, Against the Rays, he had a a two for three, and then twice in Colorado, two for three, three for five, back-to-back, including two extra base hits in one of those games at Coors where he tripled multiple times. Uh, so you, you want to see, I think uh, it took, I looked this up. It was like 20 some games last year before he had uh, two multi-hit games. He did it within his first six games. I think it was this season. You just want to see him look more confident, look more comfortable, have better at bats. The average right now is 230. The OPS is 687. If he finishes the year with those numbers, it will be very disappointing, obviously. I don't get too caught up, even though I'm citing them, because it's it's an important you know way of kind of qualifying things. I don't get too caught up in early season stats uh, when you're talking about sample sizes of sub-40 at bats, right? The question for me is, you know, are you hitting the ball hard? Are you finding the barrel? Are you able to um, show that you can have better at bats at times and deal with good left-handed pitching, you know, better than you did last season? He's still so young. I mean, we're talking about the eighth youngest player in Major League Baseball as of the start of this season. And when he goes up against a Shane McClanahan or a real tough customer as a lefty, like, yeah, you're going to get your butt handed to you occasionally. That's really, really hard. But are you are you able to adjust, right? Uh, his hard hit percentage right now, 75th percentile. I care about that. His sprint speed, 83rd percentile. We know that he's going to be electric on the base paths. He's going to be able to swipe bases with these new rules. He's not striking out a ton. He's putting the ball in play. Above average K rate, above average whiff rate right now. The one concern, if I have one, I guess, and it's still very, very early, 
So concern's probably too strong of a word. Maybe I'll walk that back to something I'll monitor. Is that he just hasn't found the barrel enough. Uh, 166 pitches seen, 31 batted balls, and zero barrels for our guy, uh, C.J. Abrams. Which isn't to say that he's not hitting the ball hard again. Um, Max exit velocity in... 2022 and over 235 batted balls was 109 and he's almost already reached that this year with a 108 mile an hour hit okay uh, and I mentioned that he's in the, the 75th percentile in hard hit percentage which is more important probably than barrels but he, he had just five barrels a barrel percentage of about two percent last year and I mentioned this on the podcast last year I, I want to see some of those barrels and we just haven't early this season so I'm looking for that I, I want to see him be able to uh, hit it with the sweet spot of the the, the bat. Um, otherwise, with C.J. Abrams, I, I want to see him try try to steal bases when he gets on. Like, take advantage of these rules, right? He's got just the one steal so far. Teams are running wild elsewhere in Major League Baseball, and the Nationals just haven't joined that party. And that frustrates me. Um, you know, the, the Nats were the only team in baseball going into this week who had actually been uh, thrown out more than they'd successfully stolen bases. Uh, right now, the Nats have four steals, which is more than a handful of teams, the, the Angels and Cardinals and Rockies among them, older veteran teams like the Dodgers. But the team they're about to welcome to Nats Park, wait till you see Cleveland. You know, they got 19 steals. The Diamondbacks and the Orioles have 17 steals with a young team with some athletes. It's a part of the Nats game that, that I would like to see elevated, you know, at some point. Uh, lastly, I want to get into K. Barrett Ruiz really quickly before we pivot over to some of the uh, guys who are thriving you know, in, on the pitching staff and uh, take some progress reports of who's hot and who's not on that side of things. Uh, K. Barrett Ruiz through 10 games, average is just 216, and that's about indicative of probably what it should be. You know, Last year, a lot of the time, I would remind everyone, hey, I know his average is low, but it should be a lot higher. He's hitting in bad luck. His expected batting average is actually close to 280. That's where he finished, 277 last year. Well, this year, uh, his expected batting average is actually 210, handful of points lower than what he's actually hitting at this point. And a big reason why is his average exit velocity has been pretty weak so far this season, eighth percentile. His max exit velocity is below average. His hard hit percentage is 10th percentile. His expected batting average is 22nd percentile. His barrel percentage, something that last year um, we talked about as having been a strength at times for him. Now, 21st percentile. Again, way too early to, to look at these. Like, you have one game where you double three times in Homer or something, and all these numbers get skewed a little bit, and, and major jumps can take place in where you rank. But, you know, we, we've got the information we've got so far, and we're just analyzing what's happened. Again, the strength for him is he is a really cerebral player at the in the batter's box. He does not swing and miss very much. He's 89th percentile in whiff rate. He doesn't strike out. I mean, dating back to the beginning of last year, he's one of the hardest catchers in the sport to, to strike out. And, and frankly, he's more difficult than most guys at any position to strike out. 83rd percentile there. He draws walk 67th percentile. But you know, it has not been loud contact for him. 
early this season, and that's kind of the frustration, right, is if you're not barreling the ball and you're not hitting it really hard, then you're not going to hit for a very high average. You're not going to have many extra base hits. You're not going to slug a whole lot. And as a catcher who's going to be in the the mid-200s, ideally, 240, 250, 260, you're going to want some of that production to come from some power. And in the first series, he hit the ball hard. He hit a really long home run that we were excited about and talked about last week. Uh, But he has cooled off considerably since. I will tell you that the framing numbers, and I would love to know what the Nationals' internal metrics show because I'm sure they have their own stats that they use that they've designed on on how to grade him as a framer and receiver. Uh, the the baseball savant framing metrics have him, you know, in the first percentile, uh, one of the worst so far at framing. I, I would want more information on, you know, what the Nats think about that. Uh, but you know, between that and you know, some of the other things that he struggled with, I think it's fair to say uh, not the start to the season he would have wanted. Look, the contract they sign him to is such a no-brainer. If this right now is the player he is for years and years to come, uh, then it's still a really good contract because they paid him such a ridiculously low sum of money and, and such a low AAV. I still really can't fathom why he signed it, uh, frankly. But I'm glad that he did, and at 24 years old, I think the best is yet to come for Kbert Ruiz.